Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. The Film List. You got a list? Send it to us. The film list at gmail.com or dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Hello, folks. I'm your host, Heath Solo, counting down my 500 favorite films of all time. And uh, we got some doozies <laughs> this week, as I say, doozies, and oh, yeah, uh, this because all my explanations of why I love these movies. Uh, real quick, a couple things. One, uh, we're going through a tough time right now with the COVID-19, and I, I don't want to get into into all that. Uh, I'm sure everyone's a bit tired of it, and with lockdowns and quarantines and t- toilet paper and all that stuff. So I just want to say be safe out there. Use precautions. I went out today. I wore a mask, had gloves on, and every I had to go to work. Uh, saw, unfortunately, some friends get fired um, as they're you know, doing cutbacks, and it was just, it's just a weird, 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 and I, so of course I stopped at the liquor store, because me and my wife decided that we're going to drink a little this weekend, just to kind of get through some things, because she's a nurse and working crazy shifts, five days, four or five days a week, She it's just nuts, so we have a couple days we can finally spend together, and, uh, you know, I went to Rite Aid and a few places, and it's just... Uh, it's just bizarre out there, but I did the old glove thing, took them off in the car, used some Purell, and then put new gloves on, went to get gas, all that stuff, as you guys are probably doing, and it's just it's just weird out there, very weird, but Heath Solo and the DVR Podcasting Network, want to just say we're thinking of you, and that's why we're putting out content to hopefully, you know, you can get your mind off stuff, and just a little thing. Uh, shameless plug. As you know, um, I started a Kickstarter for my movie, The Star City Murders. Unfortunately, I did start it, uh, like two and a half days before all this news broke out. But we got about 21 backers right now. We're about 23%, um, to our goal. Uh, and so I understand, listen, I, I, this is weird for me asking for people to donate when they're, you know, some people are losing jobs or they're at home not working. But if you can, uh, the good thing is if I get this, if I can get this funded on Kickstarter, it completes our budget and then I can employ people, uh, to shoot this film this summer. So it's not about me just getting money. Nothing's going to me. It's going to the production. Uh, so, and, and I get to hire people who are out of work and who, you know, work in the industry who, 
a lot of people, people are like, oh, you work in the film industry, but a lot of people of the crew and stuff, it's just, you know, some leave, live paycheck to paycheck. Productions are shut down. So if I can at least put money back in people's pockets, uh, to help make this film, uh, it's a, it's a really good thing. So if you do have like five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, uh, you can go to kickstarter.com and just type in the Star City Murders. Or you can go to cefilms.com. That's with a Z, not an S. cefilms.com. And you can click on the link there and read about uh, my production company, CE Pictures, and all that. So, all right. Appreciate the help. Uh, if Do what you can. Uh, but let's, let's get back to this countdown. So I left off at 472 last time. Um, and I'm not going to go through the list. You guys probably know it by now, but... 473 is a movie from 1981. It's a Western. I saw it at my grandmother's house. My uncle, I guess it was called Laserdisc, but it was the one where you like put the whole plastic thing in the machine and then it came out. So you never took the disc out. One of those. Uh, and I believe that we, we used to have this thing called Preview, which was a box that allowed you to watch it was basically going to the cinema. It only it was a box for like one movie at a time. So it's basically like HBO, the channel. This box was one channel. Uh, it's crazy. But here's the trailer, and we'll talk about the film. As America grew along the new frontier, many great legends were told. But no legend was greater than the one that surrounded a man of mystery, a man who began as John Reed. Orphaned in an outlaw raid, raised by Indians, and witness to his brother's murder, he made a bond that lasted a lifetime. I swear to you, Dad, there will be justice in the West. For he rode to fame to this my brother with a mark of a silver bullet I pledge my life and a black mask across his face there we go return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear Masked Rider of the Plains led the fight for law and order. Now the truth is told, the mask is lifted, and the man is revealed in the legend of the Lone Ranger. Who is that masked man? <laughs> Legendary. 
Legend of the Lone Ranger. Who is that mask man? Yes, 1981. It came out May 22nd, 1981. Uh, the sole surviving Texas Ranger of an ambush arranged by outlaw leader Major Bartholomew Butch C- Cavendish, Christopher Lloyd, returns to fight back as a great mask western hero, the Lone Ranger. Directed by William A. Fraker, writers even Goff, little Ben Roberts in there. Uh, we got a stunning cast of Clinton Spilsbury as the Lone Ranger, John Reed. Michael Horse as Tonto. Michael Horse, Twin Peaks alum. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, as you know, Taxi. We got a little Jason Robards, plays President Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, John Hart as Lucas Stryker. Richard Farnsworth, great freaking actor. Love that guy. God, he's such a good actor. Why, he played Wild Bill Hickok. He passed away, uh, with, you know, no longer with us, but fantastic. Budget was about 18 mil. Opening weekend made 2.9. Gross 12.6. So guess what, folks? It bombed. But that's okay, cause I like it. I love, the Lone Ranger. I love the old TV series, the black and whites. Uh, just really as a kid, I loved this movie so much. I was just like, I wanted to be the Lone Ranger. Um, and maybe I was for a little time. I don't remember. I don't recall. A little talking heads for you, but Legend of the Lone Ranger. It's, it, it I'm not, I'm not going to say it holds up. <laughs> it, it, it's actually not as bad. As I thought it was going to be, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, really, um, you know, I'm going to say a cute movie as the trailer. It started out like, there's a man. It was just like the trailer was weird. Maybe that's why no one went to see it. Maybe you just got a, you know, better trailer people, trailer people, better editors on trailers back then. Come on, people. So let's see the awards. My favorite thing. Razzie Awards, 1982, it won. Worst actor, Clinton Spilsbury. Worst new star, Clinton Spilsbury. Worst musical score, John Barry, was nominated for Worst Original Song and Worst Picture. Oh, boy. The Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, 1981. Clinton Spilsbury won again. I didn't think he was that bad. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it was nominated also for Worst Remake. Uh, you know. It is what it is. It bombed. I guess nobody liked it. I, I, I'm beginning to wonder, because, you know, we have the Johnny Depp uh, Legend of the Lone Ranger or the Lone Ranger Adventures, whatever they called it, and I don't, I didn't see it. Uh, I heard it was really bad. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, as you guys know, a lot of my favorite films might be bad ones. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's the worst movie of the year. I don't believe uh, Clinton Spilsbury wasn't bad, but I love it. Legend of the Lone Ranger coming in at 473. All right, so coming in at 472 is a very recent movie uh, within the last year. Uh, It was in 2019. It's an HBO movie of a series that I loved, and they came out with a movie 10 years later to kind of recap it, finish it, give us closure, and I was totally... Uh, watched it at home on HBO uh, about a week or two after the move, after it aired, uh, I believe last May uh, or June. Maybe it was June or July. We'll figure it out. 
on the thing called IMDb. Yeah, May 31st, 2019. Uh, came out. You will hear the trailer and we'll talk about it. Here it is, coming 472. It'd be a pity not to recognize what's at stake. To go ahead and die stupid. Hate and a fool. At HBO Films. It's a pleasure to see you again. Must be my lucky day. Considerable time since seeing you. Some putting odds up, trying to bring you home in a box. The senator from the great state of California, George Ambrose Hearst. You murdering, thieving cocksucker. Outlier Deadwood days are over. Walk with the future. Hearst won't take long before he honors the rigors of his putrid fucking nature. Back my bid for buying Utter's property, and I will drop any counteraction against the whore. Moving us from the center of town, away from danger. I hate running from him, Saul. If it ain't for Hearst to follow the law, why the fuck should it be for you? My job ain't to follow the law, man. My job is to interpret it. I'm not made for such complexity. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Marshal. Expect you will, Senator. So... That is Deadwood the movie. Uh, it was awesome. So uh, it just it, it's a new one. Um, it probably would move up higher on my list, but because it's so new, I, I, this is a good spot for it. Uh, better than Legend of the Lone Ranger, but uh, a great Western. Um, Deadwood, as you know, ran for three seasons on HBO. Uh, as the residents of Deadwood gathered to commemorate Dakota's statehood in 1889, saloon o- owner Al Swearingen and Marshal Seth Bullock clashed with Senator George Hurst. Directed by Daniel Minahan, writer David Milch. Uh, let's, the cast is back, uh, aside from um, a few deaths, unfortunately, but Timothy Oliphant, uh, Seth Bullock, I love that character. Oh, I love T- Timothy Oliphant's Justified and a lot of the movies he's done. Uh, I love that man. So when he's in something, I'm in. Uh, Ian McShane, of course, Molly Parker, Paula Malcolmson, who she just, I think she's underrated as an actress. Uh, she got a little annoying in Ray Donovan, but that was the character. She called Uber Ray. <laughs> it's just so funny. Well, she's so good. Uh, w. Earl Brown. I remember him, uh, a little first, one of his first roles was Scream back in the 90s. Dayton Callie, one of my, as Charlie Utta, one of my, uh, my dear friend, Dayton Callie Jr. His, that's his pop. He wrote me, uh, uh, last year he gave me an autographed picture. He goes, Heath, you cocksucker. Dayton Callie, I love it. Uh, good man. Uh, fantastic actor. Uh, would love to get him for the film. If, if he's doing well and available, I could probably 
Get them for a couple of days. That would be great. Star City Murders, baby. Go to cefilms.com. That's with a Z. Uh, Kim Dickens, Joni Stubbs, Brad Dorff, Anna Gunn, John Hawks. Oh, my God. Leon Rippey, William Sanderson, Robin Weigert, Brent Sexton makes an appearance as Harry Manning. Uh, great, great movie. Great way to, like, when Deadwood ends, unfortunately, um, it uh, it ends because they didn't know they were going to not go into production for a fourth season. So it really ends with not a super cliffhanger, but pretty big cliffhanger. Uh, Gerald McRaney plays Hurst, and uh, he's, oh, man, he, Joe McGraney, I mean, Simon and Simon, uh, Jake Lasseter, Justice on the Bayou <laughs> TV movie, but he was just, you know, Jericho, he's really good in that, but, man, he sure can play a bad guy to a T. He honestly, in Deadwood, rivals one of my favorite villains of all time, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's role in Mission Impossible 3, which... I still get scared watching that movie. Like, I'm scared of him. I'm scared for, like, Tom Cruise in real life when I watch that movie. But um, Joe McGraney is so fantastic as Hearst. I mean, he's the epitome of bad and don't mess with me. Uh, but, you, you know, you want him to die and you want him to be defeated, but he's got so much power, but his presence, he's, it's just such a great character. Um, and so they really, what Deadwood the movie gave to me, as a Deadwood fan was great closure. It was exactly like, basically it was like season four rolled up into one pretty much in a one movie, but not in a way where it's like so fast and Oh my God, too much is happening. It was a great pace. Well-written the characters, the actors are freaking phenomenal. These actors, this cast is one of the best casts of all time. I mean, just so damn good. So damn good, but it really gave me what I wanted. Uh, and so it comes in at four seventy two. Uh, just, you know, reaching the top 500, uh, but it, it deserves, uh, a lot more accolades. It really was well done. And I'm really proud that proud of the movie, uh, cause I had something to do with it, but you know what I mean? I just, as a fan, I'm like, that's, you know, we get disappointed with finales a lot and, uh, and they can ruin a series for us. And uh, this one, you know, when you watch dead with the series and you're like, Oh my God, I wish you, now you have the companion piece. So you can watch the series, then watch this movie. Guarantee, uh, if you haven't seen it yet for some reason, watch it. It it is phenomenal. So Deadwood, the movie, comes in at 472. All right. Coming in at number 471 is a film from the 90s. It came out August 30th, 1996. I saw it in the movie theater. And it's weird because the movie kind of starts in the theater, which is... It's kind of freaky. Anyway, it's a drama thriller. I'll play the trailer, and we'll talk about it. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this movie. I'm sure people have, but very underrated, great cast, and a must-see. But here's the trailer, and we'll we'll talk about it, guys. When the lights of the city stop burning... Blackout. Fun. Yeah, hysterical. When the lines of communication break down. I tried the car radio and all I got was static. No. The laws that hold us together. Don't you guys have any idea what's going on? Fall apart. Fifty people are 
crazy. Well, people are freaks, man. I heard all this stuff about looting and shootings last night. Oh, my God. It's bad out there. Some of us have kids, you know. Not where? They don't know any more about when the power is going on than we do. If you want, you can come back and stay at our place. And you don't mind. Why would I? No. Three people. Come on, this is supposed to be fun. I'm trying to keep it close. Cut off from the outside. Catch the problem. We need batteries. Yeah, batteries. None. Water. And a gun. A gun? Are about to experience. What are you thinking? Nothing good. The temptation. Jealous, Matt? Are you? Boys, can't play nice. We're not going to have any more of these little sleepovers. The danger. There's so many lives. And the thrill of a world. Without rules. Does anybody have any information? Is everything all right? Not a rumor, not something they heard from a friend of a friend of a brother, but hard information. How you doing? What you do? Hey! No, don't! Nobody? Gramercy Pictures presents... It's not safe here. Kyle McLaughlin. I really need you to come back. Elizabeth Shoes. I'm still crossing the dog. Dermot Mulroney. Don't make me shoot you! trigger effect taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor cufflinks.com they've been with us for over a year and we're so proud to have them so go out and support them if you're a listener to any of our podcasts take a moment right now type in cufflinks.com slash dvr into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks, but guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks. The trigger effects. <coughs> oh, excuse me. It's kind of scary. I just, you know, watching the trailer, I was like, this is what the type of thing, like there's a big blackout and, you know, people like we need supplies and all that. And it's kind of, it's kind of like what we're going through now. Not nearly as bad. Uh, well. How can you, I'm not going to say not, not nearly as bad, but a different bad, I guess you would say. Uh, at least we're a little more in control right now because there's resources available. We have electricity and water. But this was freaky. This was 1996. Uh, blackout leaves these affected to consider what is necessary, what is legal, and what is questionable in order to survive 
a predatory environment. I mean, people just go nuts in this film. Uh, directed by David, oh god, I can never pronounce it. Kep, K O E P P. Uh, David Kopp, David Kep. Writers James Burke and David himself. Uh, great cast stars Kyle MacLachlan, Elizabeth Shue, one of my all-time favorites. Dermot Maroney. Uh, love that dude. Uh, there's a great shot of him coming out of the water with a shotgun. I, I want to steal that shot. Uh, it's freaking awesome. Uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Richard T. Jones. Uh, we got Rick Worthy as Johnny. Who else we got? Greg Grunberg as Double Date Guy. Greg Grunberg. Oh my God. Make an appearance of the trigger effect. Good for you, Greg. Um, this film is just, it's a great dynamic with pretty much Elizabeth Shue and Kyle McLaughlin's characters are married and then they meet this guy and he kind of comes over and Kyle McLaughlin is very straightforward. Dermot Maroney's the bad guy, you know, the bad boy kind of, and they, they're having a little wine and drinking and they maybe have a kiss and, and then you get to the point where either out in civilization and you're like, who do we trust? Who's a bad guy? Everyone has a gun. I mean, it's just one of those mind effort movies. Uh, r- really well done. You can uh, actually watch it on stars. If you have uh stars, I guess it's on demand there on stars. This is one I got to check to see if the blu rays out. Cause I really want to get this in my collection. Um, but uh, let's see if it won any awards. And I don't think it did. Um, no, doesn't look like it was any awards. It's too bad. It, uh, box office, uh, $8 million budget, uh, opening weekend made 1.8. It only grossed 3.6. My gosh. Um, opening weekend was September 2nd, 1996, but it says it came out on August 30th, so it must have been a long weekend or Labor Day weekend or something. But, oh, another box office bomb. Makes <laughs> my, I, you know, I wonder, I'm like, you know, you wonder why some of these movies don't make a good opening. I mean, you got Elizabeth Shue, McLaughlin, Moroni, I don't know. But I, I love this movie. It's a great movie. Um, it's kind of sad it bombed. Hopefully it made some money back on either foreign uh, distribution or uh, DVD sales. But uh, check it out. If you haven't checked out The Trigger Effect, uh, it's a much-watched, especially around this time. Uh, just, I mean, do we want to watch movies that are... <laughs> What of stuff we're either going through or potentially going through, like there's contagion outbreak, you know, people watching that on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's, you know, to each his own, but it really, um, that's a great film and it's, it's worth it. Doesn't get great ratings from people, but you heard it here at number 471, The Trigger Effect. Heath Solo endorses it. All right, coming in at number 470 is a classic comedy that came out August 16th, 1989. It was a film that I watched. I had recently moved from Wellesley, Mass. to Warwick, Rhode Island. So I, from Bristol at 10 years old, we moved to upstate New York, moved back to, Ma- moved to Massachusetts, and then we moved back to Rhode Island. And I, instead of Bristol, we moved to Warwick. And probably, honestly, uh, and then... After a year and a half, I moved to Pennsylvania and finished high school there. Uh, but Warwick, PA, going to Tollgate High School was one of my favorite things. Uh, it was just, I always, I moved around a lot as a kid and always had to be the new kid. And 
you know, Wellesley was weird. Uh, I got mixed in with the bad crowd, uh, getting into fights, kind of involved in sort of a minor gang. And then I got like, you know, friends with the rich kids and, you know, pot getting kind of popular. And then it kind of went downhill in eighth grade. It was just this weird experience. So when I moved to, it was just, it was a tough place to live. It was, it was, it was weird. I, I was trying to find my identity in middle school and, you know, that's when you're going through puberty and all, you know, so it was a lot of, a lot of weird stuff. So I, suffice to say, I really, out of all my whole life, that was the one part of my life where I think I struggled the most with, you know, being part of the wrong crowd, becoming popular and then becoming like just, an average Joe, just, I, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't too fun for me then. But when I, my life changed when, cause, you know, I played sports there. So that helped. I played soccer, which was big and baseball. Uh, but, you know, living in Wellesley, I really didn't like it at all. Uh, then that summer we had the opportunity to move back to Rhode Island. I'm like, yes, please. And I started playing football. And that immediately, I made friends in the summer before even school started. And actually, one of my friends, Rich Barabal, he says, don't worry, I got your back. No one will mess with you. Um, you're under my protection. <laughs> it was awesome. But, you know, I got to be friends with the football players and became captain of the team and really had this bond. So one of the things we used to do every Friday night, uh, in Days of Thunder, early on the countdown is one of them, we'd go to the movies. We'd go to the, I don't know, if we went to Warwick theaters or Seacock theaters. I forget sometimes where we went. Uh, that's a good question. I think somewhere in Warwick off Route 5 or Route 2 or whatever. Anyway, but we, we just go to movies. And, and a lot of times we'd see the movie, laugh, hang out. And then sometimes we'd get kicked out of a movie theater because we were too loud. You know, the whole ninth grade stuff. But it was, it, it was a lot of fun. So this is Days of Thunder was one of the movies we went through. We went to a lot like Ghost. Driving Miss Daisy. It was all like 89. But this one was one, I think we went twice. And, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of good, these good times are coming back. But it, it came out, I think we saw it probably first week in September, uh, once school started. But it was a Friday night at the Warwick Theaters, uh, watching this movie. And it's one of the fun, funny ones. Here's the trailer. Where do you live? The city. You have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? I'm your dad's brother, all right. Buck Russell had always been the black sheep of the family. I'm stunned that I'm related to you. Until one night. Buck, we have a problem with the kids. We're stuck for somebody to watch them. Oh, please, not that. I don't trust him. He's my brother, for God's sake. I won't let him get into that Satan stuff or any of the new chicks. I'll leave that for me. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, huh? Now, he's making them breakfast. Cigar? No, thanks. Making them lunch. <laughs> and making them crazy. Yeah. He's irresistible. I want to ask you why I'm so attracted to you. I, I wouldn't even guess at that. He's unbelievable. I'm Anita Horgar. I'm Buck Melanoma. Fuck Molly Russell's wart. 
He's what you just John Candy as Uncle Buck. What does he like to drink? I've been leaving the toilet seats up. Is that what the blue water is? It's not good for him, huh? Uncle Buck, <laughs> the new comedy from John wow. Hughes. You have much more hair on your nose than my dad. Oh, nice of you to notice. I'm a kid. That's my job. Coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> Oh, Uncle Buck, man. I remember we were going to the theater and someone misspelled it and it said Uncle E-Buck or Bucky. No, it was Uncle L and then E and then Bucky. Goes, okay. Anyway, anyway uh, I don't even remember the joke, but it was pretty funny. But Uncle Buck, comedy by John Hughes, uh, the master. He wrote it and directed it. Uh Stars a great cast. John Candy as Buck Russell. John Candy's freaking awesome. Gene Louisa Kelly, Gabby Hoffman, uh, Macaulay Culkin just steals the damn show in this. And I'm glad the trailer had that back and forth. That's the best part of the movie. Um, Amy Madigan. Uh, we have Laurie Metcalf as Marcy Dahlgren Frost. Whoa, whoa. But, uh, yeah, Laurie Metcalf early on, Chicago, uh, theater train. Michael Starr. Oh, you played Pooter the Clown. Good for you, Michael Starr. Um, and Dennis Croc- Cockrum as pal. Joel Robertson as Miles' friend number one. So Uncle Buck, just, I mean, he, he basically is a bachelor. He's all around slob. Uh, and uh, Buck, he babysits his brother's rebellious teenage daughter and her cute younger brother and sister. It's all you need to know. It's freaking... It's fantastic. It's funny. It's, you know, wholesome comedy. John Hughes comedy. Um, it, uh, budget 15 mil. Opening weekend made 8.7 and it grows 66.7 million. Uh, worldwide made almost $80 million. So it was a huge, huge hit. Uncle Buck. Finally, I got a hit. What do you know? There's hits on my, on my list. Um, I don't see anything for awards. I guess there's, you know, oh, this is like my favorite part, but eh, it doesn't look like any awards. Could be good, could be bad. I don't know. But, uh, oh yeah, I guess I'm, I haven't done before the budget thing. It happens to be there on IMDb. So you get a new feature now, uh, on the new film list, counting down my top 500 favorite films of all time. And, uh, yeah, the budget, it's kind of actually neat to do the budget thing. So I got to remember to do that. All right. Here we go. Let's move on this countdown. Okay, so back on the countdown, we're at number 469. Is a film from the 90s again. Came out December 9th, 1994. This one was a good one. I saw this in the theater, and I was I was all in. This was one of those movies. I actually watched it, I think it, it was on uh, cable a few, gosh, probably three or four years ago. I rewatched it. And just remember it, oh man, you know, sign of the times, a little dated, uh, but you know what? It was uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, here's the trailer, and we will discuss. What's Daddy wearing around his neck? This is a tie. Daddy's getting a promotion. Today was to be the biggest day of Tom Sanders' career. What happened? I didn't get it. The new vice president will be Meredith Johnson. Meredith? We don't know anything about this woman. I do. I had a thing with her. But now, his entire future. Do you have a problem working for me? Tom, what are you going to do? Grand Barrett, like I usually do. and hope it doesn't get any worse. Is about to fall into the hands of a family now. It's exactly why I can trust you. 
You have a lot more to lose than I do. Of a woman from his past. Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Nobody has to know. Nobody gets hurt. You can't just stop. I'm not going to do this. No. You can't stop. No. She said you sexually harassed her. She harassed me. Get back here and you finish what you started or you're dead. Do you hear me? You are dead. We just have to hope he's smart enough to see he doesn't have any options. I want to know whether I can sue her for sexual harassment. It's a very dangerous game, Mr. Sanders. Are you willing to play it? When push comes to shove, he doesn't have the guts. Oh, don't tell me you're scared of me. They're setting me up. We've pushed him too hard. He has nothing to lose. Well, he hasn't told his wife yet. How could you make that woman into a hide? Come in here between me and my wife. Take my job, take a family, the house that we have made. This is a bomb we're sitting on that can blow everything sky high. The thought of losing millions of dollars happens to get stuck right here. Poor Sanders. You have no idea what you're up against. As usual. We'll see. So, the film, based on a novel by Michael Crichton, Disclosure. Ah, great movie. Great book. Great movie. A computer specialist is sued for sexual harassment by a former lover turned boss who initiated the act forcefully, which threatens both his career and his personal life. Directed by the great Barry Levinson, uh, Michael Crichton, of course, wrote the novel, Paul... Uh, Atanasio wrote the screenplay and the cast. Michael Douglas is Tom Sanders, Demi Moore, Meredith Johnson. I mean, Demi Moore's in her prime, great actress. I mean, she is absolutely perfect for this role. She's sexy. She's smart, threatening. Uh, just, uh, she's rocks in this movie. Donald Sutherland, as I believe everything Donald Sutherland says, because of that scene in JFK, so I love little Donald Sutherland. Caroline Goodall, uh, Roma Mafia. Oh, she's good. She plays Catherine Alvarez's attorney. Dylan Baker, young Dylan Baker as Philip Blackburn, really great. Dennis Miller uh, has a nice little supporting role in this. He was really good. Um, Susie Plaxon, uh, Jacqueline Kim. Uh, we got, you know, can't forget Rosemary Forsyth as Stephanie Kaplan. Uh, it's one of those, you know, 90s, I mean, Michael Douglas went on this run, like, I mean, Fatal Attraction, Wall Street, Disclosure, I mean, he was just, I remember my Uncle Skip said, I want Michael Douglas's job. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, really love this film. Uh, I mean, to me more, oof. she, I mean, you know, I wish she was doing some more acting. I know she's done some stuff, but. I don't know. I think, again, talk about underrated. I think Demi Moore, I mean, she was a huge star for, I can't say underrated. Uh, but she, she's just, uh, one of my all time favorite actresses. I just really loved her. Um, so box office, the budget, ooh, that's a big budget. 55 mil. That's a big budget for 1994. Uh, opening probably mostly Michael Douglas and Demi Moore's, uh, salaries. Uh, opening weekend made 10 million. Uh, it grossed eighty-three million, but worldwide it grossed two hundred and fourteen million dollars. Wow! So it did very well in the U.S., uh, but man, it did even better overseas. Holy cow! 
you know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore being big, big stars. So this was a, this was another big movie on the nineties, big hit. Uh, just the whole thing where Michael Douglas, it's going through, he's, you know, he's set up as the audience because we see it and the way he gets back and the way he tries to turn things around, you're just rooting for him. And it's just, it's a really, uh, intriguing film. And it's, it, it, it's, it's like a, it's, I guess it's a dramatic thriller. Uh, if you will, but it, it really, um, it really holds up pretty good. I mean, some of the technology's funny with the computer shots and emails, but emails back then, like, I didn't even know what the heck an email was. Uh, but it just, it, you know, the, the big cell phones and such, but really, really great movie. I really love this movie. It's one I like to go back to here and there. It's just great performances and you really, it's, it's that, that plot that, you know, a guy who has everything and then loses it and all his friends turn on him and he's trying to prove his innocence, you know, just one of those, uh, which I really love. All right. We got some awards. We'll see what happened. Two wins, two nominations. Let's see. Here we go. Disclosure. Ooh. The London Critics Circle Film Awards. Uh, one for Screenwriter of the Year, Paula Stat. Well, it says Paul. Atanasio for quiz show. So I guess he didn't win for disclosure, but he did write disclosure. Um, all right, get this. MTV Movie Awards uh, nominee, Most Desirable Female Demi Moore, Best Villain Demi Moore. And then the Santa Barbara International Film Festival at won the Modern Master Award, Michael Douglas. Uh, I mean... Perfect for him, right? The Modern Master Award. So Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Interesting. Not many awards here. It's too bad. But it was a great film, and it comes in at number 469. All right. So coming in at 468. Yes, 468. is a film uh, dear to my heart. Came out in 2013. Uh, first time I saw it was at the Dances with Films Film Festival. Uh, it's actually a movie I'm in. I make an appearance, great cast, we'll get into it. Uh, ah, it's a great film. Okay, here we go. A lot of you may not have seen it. Um, wow, the trailer has gotten over 300,000 views. Uh, great movie, but here's the trailer, and then we'll discuss my connection to it. Cocaine business is just like any other business. You got your importing, your packaging, the quality control. This is your cut. I already got a guy on the line for it. What's the price? One fifty. Elliot, I love you, but you're a thief. You want to make sure what comes in is fresh and pure. I run solo. No partners, no entanglements. I can't have any reason to think twice. He's just taking it to the limit one more time. Where are you? I just think some mid-level traffickers moving in on me. Some friend drag you into this. You know me better than that. Oh, good. It's the police. Help me take down the guy who splattered your buddy's brains all over his dashboard. Get out of my face. You got me in a pretty tight spot here. They don't realize it. They're painting you in a corner. It's made you dangerous. How did you get in here? You have your dope. Where's my cut? Oh, you want it all. 
He brought me here for one reason. So this idiot shoots me? Nobody here makes any money. You used to be pretty good at disappearing. How about doing it again? You're asking a lot. I'm offering a lot. So the film's called Down and Dangerous. God, the trailer's so good. Uh, directed by Zach Forsman. Uh, uh, Zach also wrote it with some uncredited help by Jessica King and Julie Keck. Stars John T. Woods as Paul Boxer. Paulie Rojas. Oh, now Paulie Rojas Redding as Olivia Ivara. Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead. Uh, fantastic. Judd Nelson. Everyone knows Judd Nelson. Dusty Sorg as Elliot Reed. Uh, I remember seeing Dusty recently on, I think, season one of Westworld. Um, Yvette Coria, great as Haven Reyes. She's great. Uh, Marcio Catalano. Uh, we got some, oh, Marisal de Garcia. Uh, she's great. Uh, uh, she's fantastic. I love the hell of that actress. She's a good, good person too. And Heath Santazo, what do you know? As CBP Officer Fisher Kendall. Yeah, that's me. Um, so this is a film friends of mine from high school did. They have a, a production company called Savvy Pictures and they crowdfunded this film, uh, raised about close to 40 grand. Uh, it was a very successful campaign. And um, so here, here's the thing. Always one step ahead of the feds. Paul Boxer is the most inventive and principal smuggler in the trade. Never needed to carry guns. But someone is killing off his co-workers, and Paul is forced uh, in setting his principles to a test. Um, great movie. I, you know, I, I knew they were crowdfunding the movie. And, of course, I DM'd, I think, Zach uh, – on Twitter, I'm like, hey, buddy. I'm like, hey, any roles for me? He goes, well, it's it's a lot of, you know, uh, ethnic cast. And uh, let me see. And then Kevin Shaw, who's his uh, partner at Sabby, good friend of mine from high school as well, is one of the uh, the big producer of this film. Uh, this film came out, by the way, February 14th, 2014. God, it's that long ago. We were on Vegas. A lot of my high school buddies, we did a uh, Vegas, uh, I think it was in 2013, we, uh, we did a Vegas reunion, and that's when Kevin told me, hey, we we, we want to cast you in this role as Officer Kendall. And I was like, what? Oh, that's awesome. So I got to be a part of it. Um, got a good scene with Paulie Rojas and John T. Woods. Uh, I think Raul Medina is in it too. But uh, it just uh, – it, it was awesome to be a part of. And I got to go – the Dances with Films Festival is a festival uh, at the Chinese Theater in West Hollywood. We got to go there. A bunch of friends came. It was pretty cool. And uh, downtown, I had a run on a downtown theater as well in L.A. We went there. That's where I finally met Ross uh, Marquand, who, uh, man, his impressions are unbelievable. He's in the you know Avengers movies, uh, Walking Dead regular. Um, 
just a really awesome guy, great actor. And because when I saw him, I didn't meet him because I didn't have a scene with him. I met him at one of the screenings. Uh, but I remember watching that and going, "God, this guy's good. This guy, this guy, he's probably my favorite in the film." Uh, and uh, so then, you know, I think a year after that, he got Walking Dead, and I mean, his career has just really taken off. Uh, it's good to good to know when good people's careers taken off. But John T. Woods, good man. Uh, we uh, actually in one of Sabby's movies. Um, uh, God, I can't remember the movie. All of a sudden, I am just losing my mind. But we, me and John T. Woods, had a scene together way back, way back when. But unfortunately, the scene uh, got cut. Yes, it got cut. So me and John, we did some improv in Santa Monica. I remember I was actually doing Ocean Seven Eleven, uh, the web series, and then I saw like I hadn't talked to Zach and Kevin probably in a few years, probably like three or four years maybe. Um, and I noticed in Backstage West they were <laughs> they were um, casting. This is the old trade before electronics and everything uh this was like in 07 i think and uh so it was um i sent my headshot and i go hey guys it's me <laughs> heart of now yes with marion kerr yeah heart of now uh was the movie uh came out in 2010 so maybe it was 08 09 but uh i remember sending a headshot in and being like hey guys can i be in the movie you're casting this role and uh, it was funny because then Zach called me. He's like, listen, I, I think they had someone who dropped out. He goes, can you work tomorrow? And I'm like, hell yeah, for you guys, I'll do. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was fun. These guys are so talented. Ever since high school, uh, they were making movies. And uh, we tried to make a mob movie, but it was just too many people. And it didn't quite work out. Um, and I also wrote a script called Storm about Mason Storm, this guy, you know, we're going to shoot, and it just, you know, it never happened, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but I've always looked up to Zach and Kevin. They, I mean, Zach knows how to shoot a film, my God. He's a great director. He's a fantastic editor. And his wife, Jamie, edited the film. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's such a sweetheart. I love that woman. She's so nice. And, it, you know, and I met her first on Hard and Now, and I'm, you know, and I, th I don't know if they were married yet or they just got married. And I'm like, oh, my God, Zach met his match. And, uh, you know, we've gone out to dinner. And I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate we haven't gone out together in such a long time. Life takes on. So we definitely, I got to get together with them soon. Um, just, I mean, they're, I mean, known for over 25 years. And, uh, you know, Kevin and Zach are just really good friends of mine. And, I love seeing them put out uh, amazing stuff because they're so talented. And I just wish we had I had millions of dollars to have them make a film, like make my movie. You know, it's it's just they they really very talented. And this film, you know, on the budget. I mean, it's very Michael Mann, uh, Miami Vice, Heat esque. Uh, I know Michael. I, I believe Zach is a huge Michael Mann fan, and it was inspired by. Just very well done. The trailer's freaking awesome. So if you haven't seen Down and Dangerous, uh, please check it out. It's, um, I don't know where you can find it. Um, I have the DVD. I'd lend it to you, but then we might not lose it. Uh, we might not get it back. Uh, but, uh, just go on IMDb, check out Down and Dangerous, check out the trailer. Uh, it, it, it's a really good, especially with us being cooped in. 
it's one of those movies that if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out. It's been on cable and stuff, uh, but it was nominated for some awards. Let's see. Uh, it won a jury award in 2015 at the First Glance Film Festival, Best Special Effects, and then Maverick Movie Awards, Best Cinematography Feature. Uh, nominee Down and Dangerous. Uh, Sacramento Film and Music Festival, it won the Jury Prize Best Narrative Feature. Uh, Down and Dangerous, you know, Kevin K. Shaw and John T. Woods were executive producers. Uh, so, pretty awesome. I know it was in the Phoenix, it was in a lot of festivals. Uh, but just a, a great film. Uh, one of my favorites, dear to my heart. It's tough when you're in movies, like I play uh, a Border Patrol cop who's you know, kind of lonely. He's having his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, he's having a break. And uh, the character that Polly plays, Polly Rojas plays, comes over and she's like, you know, trying to convince me to get stamps in her passport. And then I see two guys like, I, you have to see it, but they, they basically con me in order to me to be kind of a witness to help them out later on. And it's just a good back and forth and uh, just a lot of fun to be a part of it. And uh, uh, always remember that, you know, it's, it, it's, they, they, they put me in their film. I'm very thankful. Uh, like Chris Sparling, it put me in the Atticus Institute, Buried, uh, Uzi at the Alamo film. And it's just so nice that people, you know, still remember you and people you cared about and, they help you out and they you know, put you in a movie. And um, I know Zach was very happy with my performance. Uh, that made me feel good. That Though it's such a small role, when you're making a film, every detail matters, especially to the great directors, which I consider Zach one of the great directors. Uh, we need to get him like a major film that he can do. Uh, and we. Uh, it'll happen. Uh, this guy just has... He has the talent, and uh, but he just, you know, when as an actor, when you do a good performance, e- even so little, and they're really happy with it, it just means a lot, you know, and it's just, it's very rewarding. So, Down and Dangerous uh, comes in at 468, and that's where we're going to end the countdown this week. So, to recap, number 473 was Legend of the Lone Ranger from 1981. 472 was Deadwood, the movie. 471, The Trigger Effect. 470 was Uncle Buck. 469 was Disclosure. And 468, Down and Dangerous, baby. Um, Let me see real quick before we go. I just want to see if Down and Dangerous, if they say where it's available. Um, So you can, if it's streaming anywhere right now. I'm not sure. Um... You can watch on Indie Club. Um, I don't know what Indie Club is. Probably an independent film. Uh, oh, and on Prime Video. Uh, looks like Amazon. You can rent it or buy it from two ninety nine. So check it out. Uh, you can check it out on on Prime. Uh, for three bucks, rent it. Check it out. That'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, Down and Dangerous, baby. Uh, great movie. Really glad I was a part of it. And remember, uh, as we're saying, as we're going through what we're going through, I do have a Kickstarter up for my own film, uh, The Star City Murders, a serial killer thriller uh, that I'm so excited to make. Got some great people involved. And you just need to get a little more money to, to, to go in production. So if you can go to uh, kickstarter.com, The Star City Murders, you can search for it. You can donate anywhere from a dollar to 
whatever you, you can put in. Um, it'd be really helpful because we are going to employ a bunch of people this summer who unfortunately will be out of work for a while and we'll have a chance to give back and get some people employed. And, or you can go to cefilms.com. That's C-E-F-I-L-M-Z.com. Read up about the company. Uh, you, there's some behind the scenes photos of a trailer we shot. You can watch the trailer on Kickstarter. I also did a Mr. Rogers parody to, explain what we need money for and stuff kind of a little fun thing so uh please check it out uh if you can even if you just watch the trailer uh give it a thumbs up on youtube or whatever that'll help but uh seriously uh whatever you can do would be a lot of help uh towards uh going towards this project so uh we just need to get some momentum we had great momentum then of course this covid19 thing hit but um hoping we can get the momentum back as we have about three and a half weeks left of uh, crowdfunding time. Uh, Kickstarter gave us an extension because of what happened. So we have a little more time now. Uh, But if you could check it out, really help your friend Heath Solo, a.k.a. Heath Sentazo, out. So thank you for listening to the DVR Podcasting Network and the new film list, and we'll see you next time.